Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. Delighted to welcome onto the podcast this week a real legend in Highland football, a manager who's won everything on the scene with Elgin City and Huntley to success in the late 90s and he'd go on to manage in every single senior division in the country. Pleasure to have alongside me this evening, Steve Pelly patterson Steve, good to have you with me. Hope you're well. Yeah, yeah, I've been fine here, thanks, yeah. Working through the lockdown, I'm, uh, I'm quite fortunate I've not been uh, on load, so keep them busy. Well, that's uh, that's a good thing, I suppose, that we're um, we're busy in this this uh, strange time. I think is the best way to call it. It's a, it's given us all a time to reflect and 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 look back. And um, Steve, I'm gonna we're gonna look back over your. I know you had a very varied uh, playing career, but we're gonna look back over your your managerial career uh, tonight because there's been a lot of success in your managerial career. Some incredible high moments as well. You you finished your playing career late 80s. If I, am I right in saying you wrapped up your... Well, I know you went on to have a, a player-manager role at, at both Elgin City and, and, and to start with Huntley, but you wrapped up your playing career with success at Forest. Is that right? Yeah, that was... Um, I actually had... You know, I played abroad in Japan. Actually, it was the first European player to play in Japan. Uh, 1984 to 86, had two years in Tokyo, and again, you know, had real good success. Kind of won the, the three main trophies the, the club I was playing for at the time. But I came back to um, Scotland and I joined Forest Mechanics, kind of, I think, may have been probably just uh, the season had started, but anyway, it was. It ended up a really great kind of occasion because uh, I was part of the team that I think won Forrest's first ever Iron League Championship, you know, in 86, 87, mm-hmm. or 85, 86, no, 86, 87, I think it was. But, um, so that was a, that was great, great kind of memories. And then I I went to Elgin, well, I, my first man, manager role was, uh, 1988, I joined Elgin City as a player manager. That was kind of that era, you know. You'd think Graham Souness, that was like player manager of Rangers. And player manager was a kind of in thing for for a period of time, although it didn't last because it's it's quite a difficult role to you know to to to, to get both working. You know, were you ready for management at that point in your uh, in your? I mean, you obviously you were, you had a playing career. That was coming coming towards an end, but were you ready to make the move uh, into management uh, now? I, I wasn't actually that. I mean, 1988, I, uh, I mean, just turning 30, but in 1987, I was in a really bad, bad road accident, which did a lot of damage to my left side of my body, mm-hmm. and particularly my back, and I really never, you know, I knew after that that, you know, I did get back to a reasonable standard but you know I, I you know eventually I got had back surgery in 1990 I think it was a few years later you know and I, I was you know probably early 30s I was kind of you know more or less I wouldn't say finished but you know I knew that my body you know had you know hadn't fully recovered for the with the road smash you know so um 
it just seemed to kind of fall in. I, I'd actually never particularly, you know, thought about my future, what I was going to kind of do, and um, I think it just I was offered the opportunity at Elgin, and, and you know, I just thought, why not, you know? And at Elgin City, you have tremendous success. You you win the title. And the 89-90 season, were you surprised that just Elgin were obviously a you know a successful club in their own right? I know the term's been used many times before, and in fact, in the current day, that they're a bit of a sleeping giant. Were you surprised at how early success arrived? Oh, yeah, I guess I was because it was obviously my you know my first well my second I mean, my first year out we won the North of Scotland Cup, but the second year of my management that was. You know, we won the league, we won the North Cup, we won the, the then it would have been the League Cup or Qualifying Cup. We won, we won a treble anyway the season. And I mean, we were getting crowds, we were home crowds were about 1,500, which mm-hmm. was really good for for Highland League. So, you know, I was, I, I think I was very, you know, lucky in the sense, which probably will never happen again, that the, the, the Elgin side. Was actually predominantly lads from Elgin, you know. With about seven guys, I think were kind of local players. Aye, boys, you know, like say Ian MacArthur, Michael Teasdale, Chico McCarty, you know, David Moore. There was, you know, countless who were all actually, you know, predominantly from Elgin with a couple of lads from Inverness and Aberdeen. But I think that was kind of just how you can sometimes, you know be a bit fortunate to come in at a spell. I, I, to be fair, I, I don't think Elgin had won a league for about 19 years or 17 mm-hmm. years. You know, they had, had a, a fairly barren spell, you know. So, you know, it was, uh, I think, obviously, you know, any uh, sort of player, you know, moving into management, your, your first kind of trophy special. So, yeah, that was, a, that was something I'll... I'll always kind of remember, and I think as well because I was when I was young, younger, you know, young lad living in the wee village in Mostalda, about eight miles from Elgin. I used to go in to watch Elgin City play in some great Scottish Cup ties in the mm-hmm. 1968, 69, where there was 12,000 supporters in the ground. So, you know, it was quite, you know, I was kind of proud to be able to go and, uh, you know, deliver up the league championship to them after what, I think it was 18 or 19 years you know it was also quite interesting that I'd, I'd actually made my Highland League debut for Elkwood City when I was 15 just a one off I was asked to play in a trial game against Bucky Thistle and they actually we beat them 6-1 I scored on my debut but I actually I went after that I went to I played for Nairn County actually well, I was still in school like but so I, you know, I had quite a strong connection with Elgin, so it was special to to win the league. You mentioned some players there, two players that you would link up again with Cali Thistle in years to come. But you had a, a tremendous squad that um, that season, eighty nine ninety. You had a player uh, who would go on to play at uh, the top level in, in English football, John McGinley. Could you see at that early stages that he would go on? Uh, to great things in the in the game down south. Well, I'll be you know I'll be honest. I, I, I wouldn't have you know said that he would have went on and played for Scotland, etc. But what John did have was, was just an unbelievably 
um, kind of variety of, of, of finishing, you know, just like a real kind of predator in the penalty box, you know. Fantastic, probably one of the best, if not the best finisher as a striker that I, that I manage, you know. So I knew that that would take him pretty far, you know, and I thought it was, he was quite, John was late, I mean, it was, I think it was about 24 when I, we sold him, we actually sold him down to Shrewsbury Town, um, I think it was for about 25,000 or something. So he was kind of late breaking into the, you know, the professional ranks, you know, I think he'd been in New Zealand prior to, you know, when I signed him for, for Elgin, I think he played down in English Southern kind of non-league, but mm-hmm. you know his first, you know, step into professional full-time football was straight to Elgin at the age of 24, and there was no stopping him after that. Obviously, he got a few you know tremendous moves in terms of I think one time I don't, I'm, I don't know if it was bought and bought him or sold him for about a quarter million, but you know he had he he, he went on to have a great career, you know. I was fantastic uh, for well everyone knows of him at, at Bolton that's where he's a, a legend uh, down there um, you leave Elgin in 1990 you you join Huntley and we talked about off air obviously you're you're a renowned manager at, at Cali Thistle and, and Huntley as well you had a very successful period at Huntley the the move to Huntley am I right in saying that you initially joined as a as a player Joe Harper an Aberdeen legend uh, was the manager at the time that's right. That's right. I actually um, had a. It was, it's kind of it's all war under bridge now, but it was a kind of. I was disappointed the way I left Elgin because I, you know, I felt I had a squad here that would have probably won the league for a number of years, but you know we couldn't agree terms. It wasn't like I wasn't being unreasonable, but it was, you know, a, a few things had sort of maybe sound my relationship about with the board you know I mean they did not like me I was in the John McGinley kind of deal I had sort of said look get a 50% sort of seller clause kind of thing and they wouldn't have, you know that day it was, it was changed days then it was like committees and that and mm-hmm. you know they wouldn't, they wouldn't have really you know entertain managers to, to be involved in transfers but I mean they would obviously want to regret that because you know Got a few, quite a few bob uh, the moves that John had down in England. But anyway, so you know, I ended up just uh, I was offered a position to, to go as a player. Aren't I'm pretty sure Bob Sands, the chairman, took me in as insurance <laughs> in the sense that if Joe, I, I don't think Joe had. I think he maybe been there a year, and it, you know, possibly wasn't heading in the right direction. So I. Forbes kind of thought that it was too good an opportunity maybe to, to miss out on my so he, you know, initially I went as I say in a, in a playing contract but I think I think it was only three four months into the season maybe that uh, that, that Joe left the club you know initially play a manager but again uh-huh. uh, by then what would that be 1990 I mean I was 32 33 but the the, was it, the the back problems I was getting which I which came about as I say for the result of a serious road accident was uh, that kind of I knew that I was I was playing a board at times so I, I began to kind of 
you know, accept and focus much more on my, you know, on the, the, the management side. And once I, once I did get the job at Huntley, and, you know, then I went and did my coaching badges at, you know, obviously then it was in the um, West Coast, uh, what you call it, the large, we used mm-hmm. to go you know. So, you know, I was kind of, very soon I was playing, you know, my, my playing days were, pretty sketchy at Huntley to be honest with you when you take over as Huntley you've you've obviously got a great team there at Elgin City a team that's gone and and won the, the championship how do you go about then um, rebuilding at Huntley taking them on because I mean you sign some some cracking players uh, none other than, than Doug Rugby an Aberdeen legend um, and, a, a, and a, a, a high profile player he went on to play for Chelsea how did you go about rebuilding and also persuading uh, a guy like Doug Rugby he signed for Huntley well I think it was just I mean I think Dougie Dougie's actually been you know I think player manager of Montrose I think when he left Aberdeen and I hadn't worked out and you know obviously most you know the, most of my squad actually came to Aberdeen at the time and you know obviously you were always in the kind of uh, the loop for getting to know you know, availability of guys and so I remember somebody had said, Oh, Doug Rugby's still looking to play and I am sure he was must have been thirty six but you know, certainly in, in, in well in the veteran stage and uh, but I'd heard he was a naturally good living, kind of thick guy. Uh, I just contacted him, just thought, well nothing to lose, you know, getting a, a you know, a guy that's obviously won, you know, European commoners medal and uh, you know his presence. I thought it would be something else. You know, in, in, in the Iron League, and, and so it proved. And Dougie ended up a fantastic signing. I get a great lad. Actually, I, you know, I felt a wee bit intimidated. That you know, here was I, pretty much fairly new to management, kind of having such a kind of legend under me. Uh, but you know, Dougie was an absolute gentleman. Great, great lad to to work with. You know. Uh, and did fantastically well. He was a, obviously a one one multiple championships uh, under my. Now, as I say, you start to rebuild the Huntley side and and get them challenging again. The first couple of years you're there, you you finish sixth in your first season behind Ross County. Ross County win the division again the year after, but you finish third. Uh, Elgin City win the, the the league the year after again. You finish sixth. But I want to talk to you before that because the you start to win trophies with that Huntley side and also you start to create and, and cause a bit of a stir on on the wider Scottish football scene. Um, you mentioned there about supporting Elgin City when they made the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Now obviously we're going to talk about you know the success you had at Cali Thistle in the competition but there's just something about the Scottish Cup isn't there because you know that Huntley side went on to... Um, play some big names in the competition, Hearts, Dundee United, but you also caused a few upsets along the way as well, beating Dumbarton and beating Stranraer, Albion Rovers as well. There's just something about yourself in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, it just seemed to be, you know, like an early kind of stage, um, you know, the kind of, I don't know, the romance of the Cup, whatever, it just seemed to always, you know, had some fantastic adventures and then, well, at the beginning of my career, obviously, kind of early days with Huntley we, as you say we had some 
you know, great scalps winning against league opposition, you know, and uh, some some you know memorable games. But uh, I don't know. It's just you know, I think about the kind of teams that are, I was very much into a kind of attacking kind of you know you know no no fear kind of you know home or away to an early stage. I, I you know I played. Um, you know, a brand of football that was maybe a wee bit naive to say, but it was basically the going and looking at the score goals and, and mm-hmm. you know, outscore your opponents, which which made for good, uh, you know, entertainment and the way I like watching football myself. So I always liked great teams with, you know, good wingers, good strikers, good, just a bit of, you know, energy and, 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 and good in the eye, you know what I mean? And that, I think. I like to think that was always a hallmark of my teams where Helgen, you know, Huntley, Inverness, Cali, obviously after that, you know, career went away, you know, astray, but, um, you know, attacking, I think, and that was possibly we we went into these games in the Scottish Cup as underdogs and, and took, I think, teams with a Central belt would have underestimated us probably and got shot by the you know the quality that we had in our ranks, you know. It's a thing, isn't it? Teams in the central belt tend to underestimate, undermine teams up north. We've obviously seen and we'll talk about a, a famous cup upset in years to come, but did you obviously get that impression going to the likes of Dumbarton, Stranraer, Albion Rovers, that these clubs you know, I thought, oh, listen, it's just a, a, a mob from up the road, we'll turn them over, no problem at all. Yeah, I think that, yeah, you know, I think certainly the, the first couple of years that we would have really taken teams by surprise because, you know, Huntley is a very small town, maybe, I don't know, five, six thousand population, and, you know, kind of unheard of as a, um, you know, even in the Iron League circles, it was, well, it was 93, I think. Um, when I got my first league title, but so you know we we would have been an unknown quantity that would have been very much under under kind of you know, would have taken things for granted I think and, and paid the price you know. Now you eventually get Huntley to the top of the Highland League. I want to talk to you about season ninety three ninety four because it's a it's a big season in terms of the the history of Highland football because that is the last season that Inverness Thistle, Ross County and Inverness Cali are in the, the Highland setup. It's obviously the year that Cali Thistle, which is a club that will play a big part in your in your managerial career merge. Um you finish top by eighteen points. You know, you cruise to the to the title that year. Was that was that a special season? Winning the league is obviously special, but winning it by that margin and also in a strong league as well with those clubs that would eventually move up to the third division. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I think, you know, when I think back then, obviously there was, the league was so much, I know disrespect to the league now, but it was, Mm -hmm. you know, Ross County, Inverness Thistle, you know, Inverness Cali, were three really big clubs. Elgin City, Peterhead, even you know what I mean. It was, it was a tough league, and you know, uh, took a lot of you know uh, quality 
to, to win it, you know. So yeah, it was it was really special to I think win it <coughs> while all the these sort of big guns were still there, you know. That's a a terrific season for any club to win the league in such a strong league again by 18 points is there any highlights of the season that will always stay with you in that 93-94 season? I just think it had a kind of an unbelievable uh, you know sort of group of lads you know in terms of their their attitude their kind of you know the kind of team spirit we had the, the, the flair the, you know I mean I'd say strikers I think were scoring probably over 100 goals between them you know mm-hmm. Brian Thompson Gary White and Martin Stewart I mean they were unplayable you know at the level we were at you know if one was them maybe fire another and would be but you know most games the three of them were you know pitching in and I mean there was just an it was an incredible front three you know because we kind of we played almost like a 4-3-3 kind of almost 4-2-4 to be honest with you you know the goals were scored was, was phenomenal and that three players were just, you know, they were lads that could have played, you know, on a higher stage. And, you know, I'd just been lucky enough. Obviously, Martin was a local lad I plucked at age 18. And both Brian Thompson and Gary White, I was fortunate to get the Scottish League teams. But we were just very, very strong all round, you know, and, you know, even defensively. and you know, obviously I'm biased, but I would say it was an outstanding high-on league team that, that, that we put together, you know. Um, I, I think that was highlighted, actually, just remembering now, my memory, I put up, obviously it was management so long, it's something you, <laughs> you forget me and you remember. And mm-hmm. I remember when I actually left Huntley, it was 95, that mm-hmm. they'd been doing an annual kind of challenge match against the England semi-pro yep. team. Yep, And I mean, the England semi-pro team was, we're talking about a lot of clubs that are now in the English football league and, you know, talking guys that were getting three, four hundred quid a week, you know. But anyway, we went down and I remember I had seven of my Huntley players in that team and uh, I'll never forget, we beat England 3-2 down at, I think it was down beside London somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Wickham, but it was down, down there. And that was kind of a real gauge of where <clears throat> the, the kind of quality to be able to go down to England and, you know, be a more or less full-time kind of English semi-pro team was it was a hell of an achievement. And that was kind of, as I say, based around the core of the... the, the you know, our Highland League select being the Huntley, you know, championship winning team. The quality that, that Huntley had uh, that season. The season after, well, you win you win the title by 18 points in season 93-94, but in 94-95, you only win it by 17 points, a mere 17 points uh, in front of the Cove. In terms of, that's your last season at the club, the, the club going to win the title three more times after that, that must have been a, you know, a special achievement for yourself to put together, you know, that that squad, that core group of players. We'll go on to talk about in in later years a group of players that you had at Cali Thistle, but you know, to put together that that squad at Huntley that would go on to win even more success must have must have pleased you. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, that, you know, era, the, the five in a row is, is like a kind of a real sort of legendary sort of folklore thing in Huntley now. I mean, we'd, we'd actually have a fantastic reunion about a year or so ago where, mm-hmm. you know, all the members of the players for that year, 35, got together, a big, a, a sort of celebration dinner we had in Huntley, I with the I think it's the million dollar question now I know that well it isn't in operation at the moment because of the the reconstruction palava in Scottish football but before this season there was an entry for Highland League teams to to go up uh, and and compete via the pyramid system now I know that Cali Thistle and Ross County and Elgin City and Peterhead did leave for the senior setups but that Huntley side would you be confident that that Huntley side that you put together in in the early nineties would they would they survive? Would they cope in the in the senior setups? Could they have gone up if there was a pyramid system in, in place at that at that precise time? Well, I think a doubt, a shadow of a doubt. I mean, they were kind of you know if we by that time I think we drew like say a third division because it was then team of the Scottish we'd be by ninety fourish time we'd be the favourites and generally beat teams that. You know, with that level above, so called, you know. So, and the quality of player that, that was, was was at the club would have, yeah, I mean, comfortably, I'm guessing, would be, certainly would have probably won, won that kind of, either the, the, what was class as lead to now, mm-hmm. you know, I would have said, you know, no, no problem. Like, um, but, it's, you know, it's hard sometimes, you know, you can, you know, gauge and buy. It's, it's, you know, it's a long time ago now, 20 years. and uh, you know, since that, well, it's 25 years, sorry, is it 20, 25 years? Well, 25 years ago I left, on mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, it was a, it was a kind of, an absolute, just, you know, fantastic era for the, the, the history of Huntley and one that will always be kind of looked back on with, you know, just fantastic memories, you know. Yeah, as you mentioned, 25 years since you, you left Huntley, you jo- you, you joined Cali Thistle. Was it a difficult decision to, to leave Huntley at that time? Well, I don't, I, I think, I think I'd kind of, you know, I think I, because I'd been successful straight away at Elgin City and I'd went to Huntley to, I kind of, you know, disrespect a really mediocre high league team and, Transformed that, you know, albeit I did get kind of acts, you know, we had a fairly decent budget, you know, we, we um, you know, Bob Shand and the committee there, but um, I think having kind of easily won the league for two years and numerous, you know, I think I won about 13 trophies, you know, if you include the, you know, the Aberdeenshire Cup and, mm-hmm. you know, the Highland League, <clears throat> you know, Cup, qualifying Cup, etc. Qualified, I think five years, five years for the Scottish because back in the days then you had to 
you know, reach the semi-finals, the qualifying cup, mm-hmm. you know, to get in, uh, entrance into the, the the first round of the Scottish Cup. So I think that what Cali Thistle offered was just ideal for me at that point in time because it was obviously you know a, a very a new project and, and very exciting kind of times there and um, I was kind of young and had quickly kind of shown you know that you know, it wasn't a, a fluke at what I'd achieved at Elgin and you know it just it just seemed to be the, the, a perfect match to be honest with you um, and yeah yeah obviously I, I think I was <laughs> I was in tears I left something because I that was the final just as actually after winning the league we went down to England to play that game and as I say I had about seven of my players played for them and by then they kind of knew that I was moving on so it was kind of almost like a they gave me a farewell performance which <laughs> which I'll never forget so uh, but no it was it was just for me it was the the, the perfect match in some in most respects to, to be get the call for you know, you, you never want to get a call for a manager getting a sort of removed from his job, but it just seemed to be, as I say, the, the 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 ideal move for me in terms of progression. You know. Yeah, I think that um, from what it sounds, you were ready for a new challenge. Uh, Dougie McGilvery, yeah. the the Cali Thistle chairman at the time, is is quoted as saying, "In five years, this is in '95, he says in five years' time, I want the club to be in the first division." And with eight to ten years, he wanted the club to be playing in in the Premier League. He's pretty spot on because you managed to achieve that. Well, the first target within four years. But were you? Well, it sounds like you were up for the challenge here. Did that kind of put any pressure on you having a chairman that was so ambitious, or did that kind of spur you on to to do um, to do even better? No, I think you know Dougie was a great chairman for me. You know, I obviously had a lot of confidence in my own ability. Having Produced two outstanding kind of clubs at Elgin and, and um, Huntley, and you know Dougie's my ambitions kind of matched Dougie's, and you know he made no bones about the the challenge ahead, and, uh, and it was basically like you've got two years to get the third division, two years to get the second, I'll give you three years to get the the Chatwell now, which would be a championship. Uh-huh. So he was more or less. And a, you know, a seven year, I think, was what he wanted me to get, you know, Inverness Cali to the Premier League. And, you know, I, I think we were, I was on target when I left, you know. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was just that was an incredible journey in itself because I think, you know, from my beginning there, my, my policy, you know, to go through the leagues, I kind of almost built three different teams, you know what I mean, I built a team that took us through the, third, the, the lowest league level then I think we went semi kind of, some of us went full time professional but we still had a, a core of part time professionals and mm-hmm. that kind of was enough to get us through the next level but then when we got up, you know, eventually I think four, four years later whatever to the the now say uh, League One or whatever, uh, I League one, no championship. Yeah. Um, it was clear that we had to step up again to, uh, you know. So you know, in my time in the seven, seven and a half years, I kind of 
had to kind of and, and it's a difficult thing kind of disbanding when you've won say like for example the third division after the second year I had to kind of unload guys that had done me fantastic for me and, and that, I found that really hard but sentiment couldn't have come into it you know because yeah. it was a bit ambition that we were not just a club that was you know happy winning the, the third division it was a club that was hell bent on getting themselves you know making a name for Inverness and, and going to the top and so you know I, you know, I had to be ruthless which is not really in my nature because I'm you know I'm quite a kind of soft and sensitive really by nature and I get very attached and always did to the my, my players you know just in a you know in a personal sense you know what I mean I'm, you know I'm, I'm I was always fond of my, the boys that work for me, you know, in general. So uh, that that was hard, but you know, again, it was it was a fantastic kind of journey, and you know, huge challenge and, and hugely enjoyable. A lot of dark, you know, difficult and challenging times, you know. But you know, we got there, and, and you know, um, you know, something will obviously live live with me forever. And, um, you know, I know for a fact I'm still pretty high, highly kind of thought of and Absolutely. You know, revered up in Inverness and I love going back to Meap. I've got a lot of great pals up there, you know. I'm still, you know, Charlie Christie, Graham Bennett, uh, Barry Wilson, John Dockery, Duncan Shearer, you name it. You know, everybody up there's, you know, fantastic for memories for me. I just had to you know, the best time of my life you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, you know. Although, although it probably cost me more marriage. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but I was just so focused on the, on the football and what went with it, you know. Going back to your early days uh, when you joined Cali Thistle, Steve, um, Sergei Baltaccia had them the year before and I, I think Sergei had them quite defensive, quite regimented. You've obviously spoken about your um, your desire to play attacking football and 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 get goals when you when you join Cali Thistle, you bring a guy with you from from Lossie who'd scored forty the year before, Ian Stewart. Uh, you start to to tinker with the squad. You've obviously got some real quality in that squad as well. You mentioned you know the likes of uh, Charlie Christie was still there, Alan Hercher was still there, uh, Mike Noble was there, Jim Calder who you kind of brought in yeah. as number one, but you you brought in some good signings in that. That first season, Brian Thompson, who you'd worked with at Huntley, Mike Teasdale at Elgin. So your knowledge of the Highland League was was kind of pivotal in that in that first season, yeah. bringing in some real quality. Well, my assessment was obviously the fact that you know what I saw at Huntley and what we achieved and the regularity that we beat Scottish League teams and the quality of you know, lads that were about the Islands then was very high in my opinion and, and proof so that I was right because. You know, I basically, you know, made my uh, third division championship team at Cali Thistle revolve around basically getting the cream of the Highland League players, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've got Ian Stewart, who was a phenomenal goal scorer at that level, and a lot of people doubted if he could, you know what I mean, you know, lift it to the next level, but... I had never any doubt. I was the same with Michael Teasdale, Ian MacArthur. Um, I, you know, I kind of, 
my main recruitment for, for that, you know, campaign, for the obviously the first two years to get us out of that league was was based on going and uh, getting players for the Highland League. Unfortunately, I didn't get many behind me, but you know, I got one or two that helped us on our way, Marco Tavares and well, Brian Thompson actually did well. You know. So, yeah, it was the early days at Inverness Cali was very much about trying to get, we were all, and I, and I felt it was important, we had a, a kind of um, identity that we were off the islands, you know, and uh, that kind of was, I think, added to our, you know, the, the team spirit of the team, you all travelled together, and I sat in the team bus, and, you know, everybody came, trained together twice a week, so, you know, that, that was a, that was again a, you know, a real fond memory of mine, that, I mean, I was still, part-time working as a residential social worker mm-hmm. first couple of years. Um, it was 1997 when um, the, the club decided that we needed to go move towards full-time football to to basically keep the progression going towards the Premier League, you know? Yeah. You, that first season, you draw Rangers in the quarter-final of the Scottish Cup. We've talked about the Scottish Cup already and obviously your success with Huntley. How exciting for it! How exciting was it for you as a as a manager? I know I think you came up against them in a in a friendly um, for Huntley. Correct me if I'm wrong. Rangers played Huntley in a friendly in the early nineties, but you draw Rangers at Tannadice in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals in ninety six. How exciting was it for you to pit your wits against Walter Smith in the opposite dugout? But also, I mean, how do you go about stopping the likes of Gaza, Loudrock, <laughs> McCoist, etc.? You know. No, I mean that was that was just again a. Dream sort of draw for the club, and I mean, I, what you've got to remember that Rangers team was fantastic and arguably one of the best in their history because you had the likes of Gascoigne, like Lydrop, Ali McCoyst, Andy Gorham. You know, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was you could reel it off, with, you know, everybody was were top international players. Um, and I mean, I think, yeah, I think that. It was a wee bit disappointing, but I'm very to say we played that game at Tanadice. Yep, that's right. Uh, obviously, for ground, I think we were kind of in this process of, um, you know, moving ground to the old Telford Street um, to the new stadium, like it was 97. But anyway, obviously, to, to, you know, accommodate the amount of people who had to be at that game, it was, it was made sense to, to, to to borrow a bigger stadium but again that was a fantastic kind of occasion and we, we actually did remarkably well I think we lost 3-0 and, you know it, it certainly wasn't a kind of one way traffic I think we, we, um, but I, I remember leading up to it we, we, because about half the squad supported Rangers and half supported Selig so we're, we're kind of training nights leading up to that out the morning before we used to always finish with selling the Rangers kind of <laughs> uh, we needle games, you know, by the side. So, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a, a real fun memory. That's the end of part one. Here's what to expect in part two. It was just, I just could not stop winning. You know, it was, I would be interested now if I did stats on the, you know, your win percentage. Uh-huh. Like, it was just incredible. Uh, 
I genuinely believed, I mean, I'm not saying I was saying, oh yeah, we can win this, but I was 100% confident that we could give up a really good account of ourselves. I actually didn't see it as big a shock as how the world saw it, you know, because I came with, with had good players, winners, you know, great characters. I, I, I was the angling for a boot. I was kind of wanting to see the job through. I wanted to be the manager that took the club through the third division to the Premier League. My career was kind of finished as a, you know, a top kind of, you know, level manager. And, and, and rightly so, I, you know, I paid a price for my, um, my own uh, mistakes and uh, I regret that. Part 2 is available to download from 5pm on Friday the 3rd of July from Spotify and iTunes.